Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. One of the biggest challenge of the pandemic for so many people has been the feeling of helplessness and suspended animation that we've experienced. At this point, I think we're all pretty familiar with it. We've all had moments in which our circumstances were so far out of our control that it felt like there was nothing we could do but wait. This has been a huge learning opportunity for many of us because our go-to when our circumstances suck is usually to change our circumstances, or at least to try to. Like when we're in a shitty relationship, we think the best thing we can do is leave. Or if we hate our job, we start looking for a new job. And these might actually be the right actions to take, but here's the thing. You can't always change your circumstances. And in 2020, we experienced this collectively, and it was really, really uncomfortable for a lot of people, right? Because the way we've been taught to deal with circumstances we don't like is just to change them. And this strategy didn't translate well in the pandemic. And honestly, it doesn't translate well in parenting either. But when the emphasis is placed on our child's behavior and improving their behavior, that's exactly what we're doing. We're trying to alter our circumstances to change our experience. We're trying to alter the way that our child is showing up in the world to create a better experience for ourselves or maybe even a better experience for them, right? Like sometimes we want them to behave differently so that they're more successful at school, for example. But there's a problem here when we're trying to change the way we feel in our lives by changing our circumstances. And it's something that we don't always talk about. Our circumstances don't actually create our emotions. Our brains do. And changing our circumstances may make us feel better in the short term, but we're still carrying the same brain into our new context. So the next time we find ourselves in a similar situation, we're still going to react in the same way because the way we solved that problem the last time was just to change our situation. We didn't do any work to change the way that our brains are interacting with the situation. And we can bring that into parenting. We can look at it in the context of parenting if we look at a couple of examples. So let's say your child is a risk taker and you're pretty triggered by their risky play. Your best bet, rather than trying to stop them from playing the way that they want to play, to stop them from taking the risks that they're compelled to take is to look at why you're triggered. Are you afraid that they'll get hurt? 
Are you afraid it will be disruptive to your family, to the people around them? Are you worried that they won't be able to determine what's too much for them if you don't guide them to figure it out? Do you just not want them to set a bad example? Or maybe you just want them to listen to you. There are so many reasons why parents are uncomfortable with risk-taking and risky play and understanding why you as an individual are uncomfortable and addressing that works so much better than trying to prevent your child from taking risks. Another example would be if you are a parent who gets overwhelmed by lots of activity and noise. Sure, there's often a sensory component at play here. And you, you know, you might actually be a highly sensitive person yourself. But there's the way our sensory system responds. And then there's the way that you're thinking about it. And how your thoughts in those situations are building up your emotions. So if you're constantly thinking, this is too much, and I can't handle this, of course you're going to be counting down the days until they're back in school, or even counting down the minutes until bedtime. If you start exploring how you're thinking about it, you give yourself an option that most people never even realize they have. You give yourself the option to choose how you're thinking about it, and in turn, to influence how you're responding both emotionally and through your actions. One of my favorite questions to ask myself in situations where I'm feeling challenged and I can see how my current thinking is fueling it is, what would I need to believe to feel better about this situation as is? So if we go back to the risky play example, if we look at that, maybe you need to believe a little risk helps them regulate themselves. Or testing their personal limits is how they learn to keep themselves safe. Or I can support them through the consequences of this. Or even I can help them find their edge in a way that works for me too. If we're looking at the overwhelm of sound and activity, some of the thoughts that may help you be okay with things as they are might be, my needs are different than their needs in this moment. If I help them meet their needs, I can tend to my own needs. Or it might be as simple as, there's a lot going on right now. For many of my clients, that thought is believable and a significant improvement over, I can't handle this. For others, it still triggers a lot of overwhelm. It really is an individual process and it's about finding a new thought that you can direct yourself to that feels believable to you and brings you to a more neutral emotional state. So we're not going for joy here, okay? We're looking to feel okay with where we are right now without anything external changing. We're looking for neutral. And I do want to note here that the point is not 
to never take action to change your circumstances or to change the situation that you find yourself in. We're just exploring, experimenting with the idea that it's possible to build the skill of getting yourself to neutral ground by looking at how you're thinking about a situation. This is where we want to be making our decisions from. Not fear or anxiety or frustration or grief. And building this skill is exceptionally useful for those times when you can't change your circumstances. I hope that this helps you build your awareness of how you're solving your own problems in your own life and helps you find a little more calm in the weeks ahead. As always, come find me if you want to take this work deeper. You can find me over on Instagram at Partnered Path Parenting. I would really love to connect with you there. I hope you have a grounded, ease-filled week, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Listen, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd take a few minutes to leave a review. It'll help other parents find the podcast, and more importantly, it'll help more grown-ups see their kids' sensitivity as the strength it truly is.